Hey, everybody. Hi. We're back. Welcome back to the Long Haul Podcast. This is... Sorry, you got a bat in the cave. <laughs> we are back after... Well, we're going to say that chapter one ended, and this is chapter two. Chapter two. So we're going to break it up. We were kind of talking with our time off. We had a baby. For those of you who don't know. We had a baby. We had a baby girl. And um, we'll get into that. But basically what we were talking briefly last night, or was it this morning? I don't know what you're going to say. So, so it's Sunday morning and we're getting used to our new schedule. And Liz is in a nice robe right now. And I'm in my comfortable Sunday Hawaiian shirt. What would you call it? <laughs> Vito loves Hawaiian shirts. I love them. But um, like not the ones that are, you know, there's the Hawaiian shirts that are like dressy. These are like pure cotton. They're so soft. They're the ones so, you have so are soft. so soft. Yeah. You like like Tommy Bahama mm-hmm. Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. So if any of you listening, if your dad is getting rid of yes. some of his old yes. Hawaiian shirts. Could you imagine? If we will pay sent- for shipping. <laughs> we will. Could you imagine? I'm a large. I can do. I'm a large. Yeah. Can't do medium. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes extra large. Yeah. Um. No, so we were talking like it would be cool if we if we broke up the podcast into chapters with like different kids or different phases in our life, different chapters in our life, mm-hmm. right? So chapter one, we started when we got married. Right. And we brought you through basically the first year of marriage, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And we got a dog and yeah. we got a house and we started remodeling the house and all the fun that goes in with that. Mm-hmm. Raising a puppy, finding out we're pregnant, going through the whole pregnancy. You can listen to all of that in chapter one. Mm-hmm. And then chapter two will be life with the newborn. Yeah. And what that's like mm-hmm. and how it brings us closer together. And how or further apart. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, so all the fun with that. And then when we have a second child, we'll do chapter three. And then if we can. And yeah. then if we move or something then we'll break it up that way we can go back to for us we can go back and be like oh what i want what was life like when we had jovi mm-hmm. you know and then we could just go to chapter two right away yeah mm-hmm. i think it'd be a nice organizational way there you go yeah yeah and that way too if you guys ever want to listen back to episodes you can know like oh no they had they had hutch but not jovi yet chapter one mm-hmm Right. Organization, right? <laughs> Structure. I don't think that it'll say chapter one on the oh. podcast thing. It only goes by season. So why don't, why don't we do CH2 in front of every episode? There. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever you want, my love. But yeah, we'll talk about marriage, parenthood, faith, yeah. work. Probably a lot more into faith this chapter just because... Your mom's watching TV. Oh, okay. So, so Liz's mom is living with us. Uh, she leaves Monday tomorrow. Oh, well, she's been with us for two months. Two months now. So that's why we're not in the office because I set up like um, a guest bedroom. A guest bedroom in there, and um, she's watching oh, Jovi right now. So that's why Jovi's not here, and we're not neglecting her. She's with her ga- grandma. What what is she called? Grandma. Yeah, she's with grandma. So now they're watching TV and it's Sunday morning for us. Hmm? So they're listening to a sermon. They're listening to a sermon. There you go. So, oh, which 
fits perfectly because I was saying that this chapter probably will be probably pretty heavy in faith because of everything that happened with the birth, right? Like being in the NICU and Mm -hmm. having like an absolutely perfect pregnancy and stuff and labor and delivery was good. I mean, for you, it was hard, but like as far as like complications, there were none really. And then she, Jovi comes out and has aspirated like a ton of fluid. And that's just nothing that anybody could have controlled, you know? So I think you sort of realize, even with the first pregnancy, the chemical pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you realize like there's not, there's nothing under control, but then something like this happens. You're like, no, there's really no control. Mm -hmm. And then like the only way to get through something like that, I think is with faith. Yeah. Whenever certain situations arise in my life and obviously that's a big one there's really nothing that compares to it I always wonder like how do people do this with no faith because I I don't know you have to have some hope some belief some something Mm -hmm. you know and and I feel like that's something that always comes to mind whenever I'm in a really tough situation and I think that that was Probably the toughest situation I've ever had in my life so far. Yeah. Well, one thing, and I don't know how deep we got into it on your podcast. Um, If you guys want to hear the full birth story, it's that Miraculous Mamas. And I don't don't think we covered every detail either. Mm -mm. So I I don't think we covered when, like what the actual Nikki was like, Mm -hmm. which we could talk about here. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what sort of... I feel like there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows. So a lot. So you you had just we had just given birth. It was like ten o'clock at night. You had maybe like twenty minutes skin to skin, maybe. Yeah. And then they were like, "Okay, we just want to check her. We want to try to get the the fluid out of her lungs. It sounds like she's wet." They kept saying she was wet. She's wet, which means there's fluid in her lungs. Mm -hmm. And she did sound super gurgly. Yeah. And she was bubbling from the mouth and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. not foaming, just like spit bubbles. So I went over with her to the baby nurse. Yeah. What's 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 she called? Yeah, the baby nurse. That's what they call them. And she was, like, putting the the suction down her throat. It was really gross, but, like, you're on such a high. You're like, this is amazing. You, like, can't believe your eyes. So you're like, okay, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then it was slowly like, "Mm, I'm going to call the NICU nurse. I'm Just to confirm, the NICU nurse came in. She's like, hmm. Something doesn't seem right. Like we're gonna just monitor her. It was there was no rushing. There was no like, like running. Down. It's right. not like that. And this is true for most most complications that happen during labor or delivery. <clears throat> most of them aren't life or death. And right. I think that that's like what most people think. Like even when it comes to home birth, they're like, well, what if something goes wrong? It's like you 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 still have time to get to a hospital to, like nothing's usually mm-hmm. life or death obviously there, there are, are situations cases, sure. yeah. where that does happen but it's pretty rare where it's like everyone out of the way we're rushing you know yeah type thing yeah but they seemed very very common i kept asking i'm like so you're just gonna monitor her and they're like yeah we'll watch her for about six hours i'm like and then she'll be back mm-hmm. and she's like well we're gonna watch her for six hours and she's probably fine yeah. like they can't give you an answer you right, know right right and then, yeah, so, like, I was I was by her side, and then I would look back at you, and you'd kind of give me, like, a look, like, is everything okay? And then I would just say, everything's fine, everything's fine. And then I went with Jovi to the NICU, and then 
you were back in the room. They were stitching stitching you up and stuff, cleaning up the room, transferring you over to our like overnight stay suite. I guess the recovery, you can call it, which is not comfortable at all. They should make like a hotel for overnight stays. You know right. what I'm saying? Like trans, like hotels should be connected to hospitals. Right. And nurses are like the cleaning ladies <laughs> sort of thing. But they do more than, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of the same setup, but just better. Rooms. It is so uncomfortable. Like the thing you were sleeping on, the couch. I'm six feet tall. The couch was like five and a half feet long. Right. Your feet were hanging over the edge. Yeah. And it was just rock hard, which mm-hmm. is fine. But so then I went to the NICU and then they took an x-ray right away. <clears throat> and the x-ray was terrible terrible terrible, terrible. x-ray of her lungs x-ray of her lungs yeah so you're supposed to be able to see the heart cavities mm-hmm. and you couldn't see anything it was just yeah, there was all so fluid. much fluid yeah, yeah. so the, the doctor was like we're putting our antibiotics and i was like we'll wait like that because that she seemed concerned so i was like all right well i'm not making a decision without you mm-hmm. so we went back to the room talked about the antibiotics we're like just do whatever you need to do this is the right move. Well, and also because you knew how I felt about antibiotics. Right. Because it does mess with the baby's gut microbiome. And, you know, but obviously. You do what you need to do to keep your baby Right. So when the yeah. neonatologist came in and talked to me and you were there, you know, I'm like, well, yeah. You know, yeah, like it, it, was, you, it wasn't like a, it was a like no brainer. It's like it could be signs of infection, all these different things. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, do what you have to do. Yeah. So then we went back. They they put the IV in. I watched the whole thing. Um, they did the <clears throat> antibiotics. They started the treatment. They put the, She was cold, so mm-hmm. they put her under a warmer. She had oxygen, so she had, like, tubes everywhere, monitors everywhere. She was – her ribs were, like, retracting, they mm-hmm. called it. So it was, like, a very not good form of breathing – that and then the doctor was saying like that they monitored her that night or whatever. Well, they did blood work. They did right blood work. away, and her white blood cell count was high. Was high, right? But then they sent her blood to the lab to get cultures taken, which they monitored for five days. Mm-hmm. So then that night you rested. I was in the NICU. I sort of fell asleep in the NICU. The next day, a new doctor came in, and I was like, "All right, what's the deal? What's going on? Give us a heads up, whatever." And he was saying that he was giving me best case scenario, worst case scenario. And worst case scenario was that she could be really struggling with breathing. The oxygen in her blood's in her blood can go down and then her blood vessels will constrict and then basically it's not good from there. Right. Um or or it could just be amniotic also, fluid. The if there is bacteria in her lungs, it could leak into her blood and turn into sepsis. Right. And that was like a scenario as well. Right. All possible scenarios. So it was very, very stressful. And he was saying from the look of her x-ray, he's like, it's not good. Mm -hmm. But but then he's like, but she's showing signs of not needing to be intubated, which he said from the x-ray, she should definitely be intubated. Mm -hmm. So he was like, it's just really weird. All the doctors were like, nothing really makes sense. Um. So we're just going to monitor and keep doing the antibiotics. So obviously we're emotional and we're going back and forth in the room. So well, and because of COVID and stuff too, only one of us is allowed in there. Right. Um, 
which sucks we weren't able to like all be together yeah we weren't able to be together as a family like maybe whoops whoops maybe once every <clears throat> couple days for like five minutes we would overlap and see her together and i was always super stressed out i'm like they're gonna kick us out because... I, know. I was like relax let them kick us out it's fine and it'd be like two in the morning where nobody was in the NICU. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say anything. Um, no, so the reason why I bring this up is because faith, right? Like we have no control, whatever. So we told our parents, we told our family like, hey, the Joby's born. She's got some, uh, she aspirated, whatever, like pray, pray for us, whatever. And it turned into like this whole army of people praying. And we would pray and um everybody just was thinking of her you know and like really praying for her and it was one of those things where like every time we would ask for an update they would be like i don't get it Mm -hmm. like she looks great and then they did an x-ray and they're like the x-ray cleared up Mm -hmm. crazy you know they're like it's still there's still fluid in there but it's cleared up and then she didn't need to be on oxygen too long Mm -hmm. and then it just kept going down and down and down and now she's breathing on her own and she's nothing's changing she's like stable Mm -hmm. but the doctor's like but from that x-ray he's like that was a terrible x-ray it's like Like things should have been right like you don't get it like he, he at one point he even said he goes the way she recovered and he didn't say the word miracle but he couldn't find a word. He's like, the way she recovered isn't, and he was like stammering. He's like, it's not like, he's like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, it's just remarkable. He's like, it's, he's like, and he goes, there's just, sometimes you come across these things where you just can't explain it. Mm-hmm. He's like, cause from the x-ray, she should have been intubated. It could have been really bad, but the way she just was, was well and they were even looking for reasons for why like she was re- they're like well maybe all the fluid and everything happened in the womb so she was mm-hmm. already recovering when she came out like you know yeah even at the end they were like nothing really makes sense about her case yeah yeah and they said we'll, we'll never know mm-hmm. whatever but when he was explaining it to me the nurse was there too i think it was sam it was mm-hmm. me sam and dr bell and I was like, well, I'm like, she's got an army of people praying for her. And they both, like, kind of did one of, like, these, like, it works. Mm-hmm. Then they're both like, well, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it because it's working, mm-hmm. you know? They're like, because we're just monitoring her, basically. And um, that was kind of seeing their reaction to that. I was like, holy crap. You know, like, this mm-hmm. is, there's something here. You know, when the people who are doing this every single day can't figure out why she's recovering like the way she was, and then you say something like that, and they're both like, that's a plausible (laughs) (laughs) solution. You're like, well, geez, you know, like this is, there's something there, you know, like. And it was like, I don't know, I guess. Like like Vito said, there were so many highs and so many lows. So I remember being in the recovery room, and I think it was our second day there. We were going to leave that night or something, and you came in from the NICU, and I, like, just started, like, 
ugly, loud crying, you know, because there's so many. It's like, okay, we never imagined leaving without our baby mm-hmm. and leaving her there. Um, <clears throat> but also just hearing the worst case scenarios. So it's like, okay, so then we're, if she does have bacteria in her blood. So we had to wait five days for those results. Yeah. Right. So every day it's like, okay, no bacteria showed up today. The next day, okay, no bacteria showed up this day. And and you're just like hoping none shows up. And then there was, you know, then she had jaundice and had to be under the lights and we weren't able to hold her. Yeah. And they said they were going to do it for two days. Um, But they did let me take her out to breastfeed. And even then Dr. Hessler or Hesser was saying um, because of our, if it's abnormal jaundice, it could be because our blood types are different and Mm -hmm. her blood was fighting mine basically. Mm -hmm. And she, and then something else and she could have to have a possible blood transfusion and all, you know, just all of these worst case scenarios. But then like the next day, Dr. Bell's like, oh, we can turn these lights off. Her levels dropped significantly in 24 hours. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, she'll have to be in her lights for at least two days. But then after one day, they're like, oh, no, like she's doing awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, she can we can turn these off and you can hold her again, you know, because then yeah. at that point we could just walk in the NICU and pick her up, you know, because at the beginning we couldn't. I remember the first time I held her in there doing the I got to do some skin to skin but they had to monitor the oxygen because if her oxygen, if she had too much stimulation in her or her oxygen dropped too much, they'd have to put her back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the first time holding her in there, she had the tubes in her nose for oxygen, a tube going down her throat, like those little things all over her belly. Her arm looks like it's in a cast from the IV. She has things wrapped around her feet and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know? And then a couple days later, the tubes come out, Mm -hmm. you know? And we're like, oh my gosh, we get to see her face (laughs) because we only got to see her right when she's born. And you know, they're all weird looking right when they're born. She was so, (laughs) so if you listen to the Miraculous Mamas episode, but her head was so, I mean, baby's heads do crazy things when yeah. they come out of the womb. But it was so <laughs> oblong. Is that the word you call yeah. it? Well, even like the picture football. I posted on Instagram, her head looks ginormous. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, that was interesting. Did you post a picture of my reaction? <laughs> Not yet. I got to do that. I should do that today. Who sent it to us? Karishma? No. Um, it was just in the photos that I was going through that she took. Oh, really? Again, and it was after you had told me that you saw like the head come out and you're like that's kind of a small head whatever and then the rest of the head comes out and that's the face you made and you like locked eyes with this nurse (laughs) (laughs) so there's so it's like i'm to the i'm like by liz's head but she's kind of toward turned towards me so i can see her face and i can see everything down there and i'm sort of like looking my eyes but not turning my head and then i saw the head down there and I was like, oh, wow, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, look at that. This is amazing. I couldn't couldn't stop looking. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, that's kind of a small. I'm like, I thought babies were a little bigger than that, right? Because it was just like like this. Like, you can. Oh, my gosh. It was like you nothing. thought her head was that Babe, small? I did, I, that was the first time I ever seen a baby <laughs> come out. So I was like, oh, this is kind of neat, you know? And then you pushed again, and then, like, 
the whole head came out. You know, like ninety percent more came out, and it was like you can see zigzags like in her skull and it was huge and you could see her face and i was like so i immediately like perked up and i looked up (laughs) and it was the the baby nurse was looking at me or something and we locked eyes we locked eyes like three times during the birth (laughs) and every time i had a look on my face like (laughs) is this normal and she laughed every time and she was like you're good you know kind of gave me the look she's like everything's good and uh i looked at the baby and i looked at her and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> we're all seeing this right now and i have a screenshot of his face in that moment like that immediate, I'm gonna post. We, when we watch the video like you can see immediately right when her head comes up her head comes out like immediately my whole body perks up and like just a blank look on my face i'm like did you see that <laughs> <laughs> oh it was wild That's it was so funny. it was crazy and i've man. made you watch so many birth videos so that just yeah but when you're when you're in, when you're there in person because the birth videos, you're just looking and you're like, this is kind of, this is crazy, right? But when you're there in person and you like see how crazy it is, I mean, if anybody hasn't seen a birth in person, like it's not something I wanted to see, but it is definitely You didn't want to see it? No, it's not like I'm like, oh, I, I want to see a baby born. Like that's not on my goals list. Yeah. But now that I've seen it, it's sort of just one of those things like, you don't know what you're looking at until you like skydiving. Like everyone's like, Oh, what's it like? And it's, it's, you can't explain it. You just got to do it. It's a feeling that you cannot explain. Same with watching a baby come out. It, there's no explanation to it. Yeah. And I, I was taken for a whirlwind. Cause then she came out and she was looking like, like coffee brown, almost like purplish. Her lips were really dark. Her tongue was really dark. And then she sort of like took a deep breath and then, she went completely pale, and then she cried, and then she got, like, her normal color. Right. And ju- in, like, 10 seconds, she went from... I didn't notice that. It, it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what? This is awesome. This is amazing. Like, you guys do this every day. You know, like, you you see birds all the time. Like, this is incredible. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we have some pictures of my face, like... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? I know. You got to help me think of a good meme to put on there, and then I'm going to post oh, it. You can just put it on your Facebook group. Have them create captions for it. I know. Um. So, yeah. So, we didn't... So, we only saw her when she was all weird looking coming out. Mm-hmm. And then in the NICU, once all the tubes came off, we were like, oh, we get to see your face. Yeah, you that know. was cool. It was so nice. But... <clears throat> So then, not but, but and, um, you were you had interviewed somebody weeks ago. So I interviewed Tenley on my podcast, um, on Miraculous Mamas, uh, in, I think I interviewed her in July. Yeah. And then last week she wrote me an email saying that uh, her mom had come into town and told her, hey, like, your aunt's praying for this little girl named Jovi Noel that's in the NICU and just like, because they're Christians as well and was like letting her know. And then a little bit later I posted about Jovi and she was like, oh my gosh. So she wrote me an email and was like, I just want to share with you because the, and show you how, you know, cool the community of believers are. Like my aunt who's in a small town in Oregon was praying for your daughter. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how did she know? Right. You right. Know? Yeah. 
through just like prayer circles and right. chains and, and that, stuff. That, that got to me because that was like the other side of the country, small town. Somebody we don't know. Oregon, not even like outskirts of a big city, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's you it's it's hard to deny it's hard to deny you know mm-hmm. it's hard to even be like well it was this or that and it's like why are you fighting it yeah like god is for real the power of faith is for real like jovi being here now healthy gaining weight beautiful yeah is a miracle well, the uh, one thing I thought was really cool was that she was already past her birth weight by the time we got discharged. And so, and they were feeding her my milk and I was breastfeeding. So, uh, and normally it takes a couple of weeks to get your birth weight back, uh, sometimes even longer, but she had already surpassed her birth weight by the time we got discharged, which made me feel really good because, yeah. um, I knew she was eating okay, and then we, when we went to the pediatrician, she, she's gained a pound, you know, like, yeah. so it it was cool that her two weeks after she was born, she'd already gained a pound. Yeah. So. Can I share the story about the pediatrician? We oh won't gosh. say her name because we're not. So we went to this. We were like, hey, we want a pediatrician that, whatever that we can like have a good relationship with mm-hmm. well and i'm really big on informed consent so just somebody who will who's not like oh you just need to do this just because mm-hmm. like who let's have a conversation right. let's develop a relationship and right work together so you had asked your chiropractor your chiropractor was like this person's t- sort of near you and she's you know kind of in that lane so neither of us have ever met her or anything and we went there and <laughs> It, it was like sweet something something you know and we pull up to this let's say it's like it's sweet 1b right mm-hmm. so we pull up to 1b and it says so and so vasectomy clinic and then below it it says like something something extreme weight loss and we looked at each other and we're like what is i'm like we're in the wrong place. yeah so i'm like we're in the wrong place i'm like well we're here i'm like let me open the door and see so i open the door and it's like an empty office. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's cubicles. No decorations yeah, there's or... cubicles, but like no computers and no chairs. And but there's a lady behind the desk, and she's like, "You're in the right place." And I was like, "Pediatrician?" She's like, "Yeah, you're in the right place." So I go, "Okay." I'm like, "Is this a vasectomy, a vasectomy clinic?" She's like, "She's like, kind of. We share offices with a couple other companies." She's like, "Why are you looking for a vasectomy already?" And I was like no <laughs> like looking at you looking at her looking around like is this a pediatrician's office <laughs> so she knew who we were though she was expecting us whatever she goes okay go in room number one and doesn't like walk us to the room she's like it's around the corner Whoop. she's like it's around the corner you'll you'll see it um so we we walk around and we find room number one and liz already knows like I'm like the veto hits Yeah, I'm it. like we're not coming here. This is this is insane. So we walk in and there's like a teacher's desk and two chairs and one of those um like de- hospital. Yeah, hospital like a doctor's chair with the paper on it. Right. You can that you hop pull out a shelf, yeah. And then there's like three huge holes in the wall. And everything's white. 
And uh, it is weird that there's like not even a poster hung no up. No posters. On the wall. Like no decoration. There was like the garbage needle kit with like three used needles in it. No gloves in the glove container. It was just like really. It was just really not professional at all. And then there were holes in the wall, like sizable holes. Because we get in there and Vito's like, Liz, there's holes in the wall. Yeah. And you're like, you always say no to whatever I want. I'm like, no, this is nothing. I'm like, you don't even know this lady. This has nothing to do with you. I don't, I'm not looking down on you. It was a referral. We went like, this is something we should be laughing about together. But you were mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I-, I don't get how I'm the bad guy here. So she comes in and she's like, man, the hospital sent over a ton of paperwork. She's like, I haven't gotten a chance to look through it yet. I'm like, you haven't even prepped for the, <laughs> for, for this appointment? She's like, when was your baby born? How much did she weigh? Was there any complications? And, it, and then we're like telling her the story. And she's like, oh, yeah, it shows it right here. She's like, man, there's so much paperwork in here. And then I'm like, okay. So then she goes, we're talking. And I'm like, this, we're definitely not coming here. So then she goes, okay, get the baby undressed. We'll do the weight and the the length and check the her lungs, whatever. So she goes, get the baby undressed, leaves the room, leaves the door open, which is like you shut the door every time you leave the room, period. And then you knock when you want to come back in. So the door is open and I look at Liz. I'm like, she is not drawing blood. She's not pricking our daughter with anything like there's she's not doing any exams. She wants to look in her ears, go for it, whatever. Check her heart rate. I'm down because she's still a doctor. But well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm like, she's not touching our daughter. So she did like the normal stuff, whatever. And she's like, okay, do you guys have any questions for us? And I was so blown away with how poor everything was that I like couldn't even come up with a question. And in my head, I'm like, it doesn't matter what I ask you because we're not coming here anyway. So, but just to be nice, I asked a couple of questions and I was like, how long do you see the kids till, you know, 15, 18, 21? Like, I can't remember when I left my pediatrician, but each one's different, I think. She's like, I don't care. Whenever she goes, I don't know if I'll be practicing then. And I was like, why are you telling me that you're going to quit? You know, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? How are you not? How do you not find this fun? <laughs> I like I feel like it is the most bizarre experience of my life. And you're just like, yeah, this is not that ex- extreme. I, I mean, looking back now, I do think it's funny. I don't think it's as crazy as you say. <sighs> Babe, it was nuts. But I mean, we, I mean, obviously we decided to go somewhere else. Um, also too, she just, she was a little too far cuckoo. I mean, I'm definitely a little cuckoo. I'm definitely a crunchy person. She was like way. Oh yeah. She like gave us a form. She's like, sign this. Um, I'll just say it. She's like, sign this. This is a, your refusal for vaccines, which we didn't even talk about vaccines. I asked her a couple of questions, but we we didn't say that we were refusing vaccines. Right. Yes. She's so because like, I wanted to have a conversation with the pediatrician about them. Right. So when we asked about them, she's like, "Oh, none of my people are vaccinated. You can I can refer you to this place, but you have to pay cash." Yeah. She's like, "It's a we're cash like, only place." We're so like, like, "No, no." <laughs> if and when we vaccinate our daughter, our insurance will pay for it. Like right, we're right. not going to pay Some out of guy pocket. Cash. Yeah. She goes, do you pay cash and then you send the receipt to the insurance? They love paying for vaccines. But and, I mean, I wanted to have a conversation with somebody who's willing to have a conversation with me about, right. especially like the condition of her lungs and, you know, just everything we went through and then flu season coming up. Like I wanted to talk to somebody about, and then her being on antibiotics, like that yeah. was a concern for me. Like, 
should she be getting anything right now? Should she not? You know, whatever. But right. we've done a lot of our own research now. And, and you just talked <clears throat> to, can you say it? Who? For your podcast. Dr. Rhonda Patrick? Yeah. Who's a? She's a medical, she's a scientist by right. trade. Right. We didn't talk but about, about vaccines, nutrition though. and health and stuff. Right. right. So right. the questions you had about like the antibiotics and stuff, you were able to learn. Yeah, a we, lot. We've more been about. doing a ton of research ourselves. Find found a good doctor who's all about like statistics and whatever. But either way, she like threw this paper. She's like, "You need to sign this. This is your, refu- your refusal for vaccines." And I'm like, "I'm not signing that." One, we're not refusing vaccines. Two, I'm not signing anything. Like I am not signing anything for you, you know. And uh, so then Jovi poops and is nursing, and we forgot to put wipes in the in the diaper bag, which. There should be like a checklist for diaper bags. I'm sure there is, but we forgot a bunch of stuff. All I forgot was wipes. No, but like chapstick you should have in there and um, others, you know, like stuff like that. Nipple cream, whatever. So I look at Liz and I'm like, you think they got wipes at a pediatrician's office? I'm like, I'm going to go ask the front desk lady. And I'm like, I guarantee they don't. <laughs> so I walk outside and the, now the front desk lady's here. She wasn't here before. She was at a funeral, apparently, which I don't know. I don't buy it because whatever. So I'm like, hey, do you guys have any extra wipes? And she gives me a look like, are you crazy? Extra wipes? She's like, no. And I was like, you don't have anything? She's like, you know, this move where she like puts her head back and shakes it and her eyebrows go down. And um, she's like, I can ask one of the other patients. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't, don't bother. Um, so I went back in the room and I was just laughing. I'm like, babe, just keep the diaper on. Let's go home. We'll make it home and change here or whatever. And uh, as I was leaving, well, I headed to the car. Right, I was you don't her. you don't know how to handle. Um, oh no, you you don't know how to handle like confrontation, right? Like if it were just you alone, you would have scheduled a new appointment. But I'm like, we're not coming back. So I left that paper in the room. I went to the front desk, and she's like, "Oh, let's schedule a new appointment." I'm like, "I'll call you." And then she's like, okay, well, you got to, she's like, here's your growth chart, which was like some generic basic growth chart. It like didn't even have Joby's name on it. I don't even think mm-hmm. it wasn't even like her growth chart. And, um, she's like, and then sign this, you know, this is for insurance or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not signing it. She's like, no, well, it's just, it's for, and then I read it and it was like, just to say that we got a visit or whatever. And then the physician came up. She's like, oh, you did. She goes, and you forgot to sign this. And I'm like, I'm not signing this. Like, just just like that. I go, I'm not signing this. She goes, we'll just take it home and look it over. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I threw it in the bag. And then we walked out. And I was like, thank the Lord we're out of this place. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, Baby, you were just mad that I, that I what? Why were right. you mad? Um. Because I feel like, well, first of all, I've gone to doctors like that. I feel like a lot. I have always gone to like weird people. I mean, that was definitely way worse though than what I have. And I just thought because I was trying to find somebody who would maybe treat holistically before putting your kid just right on antibiotics, Mm -hmm. just that you would automatically be resistant. Which I don't know why, because I don't like antibiotics. Right. I I think they're awesome. Right. There's a place for them, Right, right. They're amazing. I feel... But yeah, I agree with you. I think some some doctors... I know there's people out here that are going to write us. Some doctors are quick to prescribe. Like, I went into my general physician, and I said, I have this weird 
burping thing I'm doing. It's not burps, but it's like a tick. And he didn't even look at me. We, I just told him that. He gave me a brown paper bag full of pills. And he said, this is for acid reflux. Take it. And I grabbed it. I'm like, in my head immediately, I go, no, I'm just having a nervous twitch mm-hmm. or like a nervous tick. I go, I don't have acid reflux. Yeah. He didn't even check me. Yeah. So like there are doctors. Or like ask questions. Right. There are doctors who just give pills and mm-hmm. give antibiotics and whatever. So we wanted to have someone who like we could feel out who's like going to care. So I don't know why you ever have that idea that I'm like because you are like that even like with your back right now I'm like go to the chiropractor and you're like I went once you're not gonna see results from he didn't do I've been time I've been to many chiropractors okay since you've had your bulging discs in your back and it's causing you pain I've been doing physical therapy from somebody who's not even a physical therapist yes she is babe she is no she's not yes she is she broke her back does physical therapy and then manages a yoga studio. Does physical See, therapy. I'm more crunchy than you are. Does physical therapy. Isn't a physical therapist dude who is working with you because you went to go okay. see her one time. She gave you a list of exercises to do. And they're great. And <laughs> if you're actually going to a physical therapist, then you're seeing them. They're seeing what's working, what's not. I know I was supposed How to go back, but then I went back this? to work. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? I went to the chiropractor. He did some pressure point stuff, which felt great. It did. Yeah, you but can't not, get results from one time. I get time. it. I get it. Listen, I love chiropractors. I do. And then when I said I want to take Jovi, you were like, ugh. Because that I'm not used to. That just seems. But you told me they don't crack her. They just kind of massage no. her yeah. or whatever. So I'm like, whatever. You just, I don't know. I feel like you fight me on some things. I don't even like taking Advil. You question just anything that I say, even when I make dinner, is this cooked? I can that, I eat this? I say that to can everything I, I eat. Babe, just I don't want to die. I don't want to die from from raw chicken. Is every that? night? Yes, your food is cooked. Thank you. Just answer me. That's it. Oh my gosh! So you question everything, and then I just get annoyed. So I'm sorry, babe. Like, I am sorry, but I am. Because then on I the feel like team. you don't trust me. I do. I here. I do trust you with all of my heart. Sometimes uh-huh. you're aloof, babe. Sometimes your head's in the clouds. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, maybe she put the chicken in for five minutes instead of ten, babe. Because sometimes you're I've a little... never fed you raw chicken. I know, and I thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can be aloof, but I'm not. Babe, you put gone. you put cream and sugar in your tea the other day. Um. It wasn't my tea. It was something else. I don't remember. Like, you know, which right. we all do things. But that was pregnancy it's not, brain. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't want to die from something stupid. That's one of my biggest fears. I've told oh you this. Oh, my gosh. That I'm going to die from something stupid. So you're going to be paranoid about everything. Not paranoid, but just like, don't die from that. You know. When you go to a restaurant, are you like, <laughs> is this cooked? Yeah. Before I, I eat it? I do. I cut open all my food and I go, Ooh, maybe it could be cooked a little more. Oh, my gosh. But I don't order. I don't order chicken when I go out. I don't. I don't trust it. Yeah. Just raw meat, because I could tell. Yeah. But do you understand? I'm afraid of dying from something stupid. <laughs> this isn't a rational fear, but it's a real fear. And I just feel like you change your mind on things, which I do. So I told you. Me sometimes. I do because we'll but agree on good. something. And I'm like, I thought that we already discussed this. I thought that we were in agreement about it, and now we're not. Things change. And if we're not changing, we're not growing. If we're not growing, we die. <laughs> Babe, you have to change your mind. 
You have to be able to change your mind. So here. Not when we worked so hard at a compromise and then we finally agreed on it. But here's the thing. You brought me new research and I read it and I go, huh. And you even read it and you go, huh. So what we agreed on something without knowing all the facts. Realistically, we agreed on something without knowing all the facts. Okay. So now that we're reading the facts, we're both like, oh, it's not that bad. Or, oh, maybe we could. No? Yes and no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm we, not convincing no, but you. You've been saying a lot lately, too, how you'll read a sentence and we hear it completely no. <laughs> differently. <laughs> I'll read a whole paragraph and Liz will be like, see, coffee has no effects on your on stimulating your brain. And I'd be like, no, he said that if you eat one coffee bean, it's not going to affect your brain or something like that. And you'll be like, yeah, see, see coffee's great. No. No, you're making it sound like I'm not hearing the research because I am. And what I hear is you hear there's not a huge risk. And I hear there's not a huge benefit because both are true. And you know what I mean? On so, some. On some. Right. But so on others. On others. It's like, oh, there's no real risk. There's no real benefit. And you and I, I'm like, see, there's really no benefit of getting it. And you're like, yeah, but there's really no risk. So right, right. that's that's where we hear things right. differently. But you're making those, it sound like, you're like, oh, the sky's blue. And I'm like, oh, it's, Sometimes. I don't know. No, babe. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but on those, we don't fight. On the ones where we're like, eh, they could go either way. We don't fight. But what I'm saying is, what am I saying? What was I going to say? But Shit, I'm always right. Say. You are always right. Okay. Even when you're wrong, you're always right. Shh. Babe, what was I going to say? I don't know. What were we just talking about? How we hear two completely oh, different oh, things. Oh, so beforehand, when you were pregnant, I was like, yeah, we can do the pictures on social media where you don't see the baby, the baby's mm-hmm. face. But then you show me a picture without her face, and I'm like, no. It just was like, no. It feels like now that she's here, I have like this sense of something I'm just like it's not necessary. There's no there's no reason for it in my head. There's zero reason for it and there's too many weirdos out there. Nobody listening to this podcast obviously cuz <laughs> you guys are awesome. But there are sickos out there. I'm like I don't want some random dude falling in love with our baby. He's never seen her face, you know? Like there's I'm like just no. Which before I was like, yeah, you can do it without the face. My whole family, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, they all take pictures of the kids and stuff but with you where you have like a further reach or whatever it's like and i see some of the people who like and comment on your photos and i'm like who is this guy like you shouldn't be allowed on the internet yeah you know so i change and i like that about myself Mm -hmm. i think you do too (laughs) sometimes (laughs) it changes in my favor yeah (laughs) Then I do. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thanks, babe. Um, yeah, and I didn't put up a fight, did I? No, because I was very descriptive in my reasoning, I think. Because that's the actual thing that happens. Mm-hmm. So, but either way, chapter two starting. This is our life with a kid. Sleep's been going... Uh, last night was amazing, but I mean, we've definitely had rough nights. Last night we went to bed around 10. She woke up around 2. Mm-hmm. Went back to bed. She woke up around 7. Mm-hmm. She went to bed around 3. Woke up around 7. Yeah. So. So there are good nights and there are bad nights. And there's nights where it's like almost every hour. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're learning. 
I was reading um, in this book, this book that's... The baby uh, book, this one? The Bible? (laughs) It's like a thousand pages big. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I never thought of it this way. It's like your babies never felt hunger before. And this is a new feeling for them. Mm. You know, because in the womb, they're constantly supplied. Yeah. They don't ever get hungry in the womb. Yeah. So this is a new sensation for them, feeling hungry. And they're learning how to communicate that to you. Sure. You know, um, yeah, you never thought like, about oh that. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's like your everything your baby's experiencing is completely new for them, and I feel like that's which I knew before. Like some of the advice I love to give new moms is, this is new for both of you. Like your baby's learning how to survive outside the womb, and you're mm. learning how to care for an infant. So like, just give yourself grace, and and I feel like I've had that mentality of this is a whole new experience for me. This is a whole new experience for her. So I've never like gotten upset with her because she's crying right. or you know what I mean? And she's teaching me like her cues and how to respond and what to do. Yeah. And, um, well, and the- she's learning too. Like when I do this, I get this response or I, this goes away or whatever. Yeah. And when I was reading that though, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's never, felt hunger before so now when she does you know she starts smacking her lips and yeah she hardly ever cries when she's hungry no she like grunts and yeah she does the she'll smack her lips and then stick her tongue out and stuff if she's really hungry she'll get a little worked up but but the first time so when she was home the first time she cried you started crying you're like i just don't like it it's like no she's just she's fine she's telling us something something's going on she's trying to talk to us but then you were crying and you're like, I just don't like hearing it. And I'm like, well, we can get used remember. to it because it's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that she cries, you're like, you kind of look at her like, okay, what's going on? What are you telling me? You know, instead of being like, stop crying. Mm-hmm. That's just like a, and it brings up your own insecurities because you're like, I can't get her. I can't get her to stop crying. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you're not listening. She's telling you something. Yeah. Maybe she's overtired. Maybe it's not something you can do. Maybe you just have to bear through this crying fit. Because she's overtired or Well, and that's what we learned something. too. Like yeah. she has this, what I call witching hour, but it's like a couple of hours every night where she'll like cluster feed. So she'll act like she's starving, latches on, but then gets mad and starts crying. And then I'll try to kind of like pat her, but then she acts starving again. Latch- it's like this cycle, mm. but it's basically her just getting really tired and her... um basically you just have to stand up bounce around and sing to her and she falls asleep right you know like she's not hungry she ate already a bunch she because she'll latch on for a second and then just start kind of getting fussy again right you know and just learning your child right and she does this around the same time every night and she's just really tired and wants to be sang to sleep because as soon as you start like singing and bouncing she's calm yeah so she's awesome she's so <laughs> she strong she is she's, she's so, so strong. cute it's unbelievable she changes every day yeah she looks so different and she's getting longer yeah today i'm like you look like you're longer yeah i feel like she's gonna be six feet tall babe <laughs> she's me duncan no she's not we gotta put a basketball on that up in the backyard mm-hmm. she won't be six feet tall I think she so. might be kind of tall though because most of the women in my family are tall Except for me and my sisters and my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Except for my immediate family. But all my cousins are tall. She's going to be Duncan for sure. Donuts. 
Oh, should we go? Oh, we should make breakfast. Oh, so yeah. on we that note, yet. Um, welcome to chapter two. We are excited. Let us know what you want to hear too. Yeah. And um, if you don't like hearing about faith or whatever, don't have to listen. Mm-hmm. We won't be upset. But uh, if you are interested in growing spiritually as well as in your relationships, um, this might be the place for you. Yeah. Because I know it's going to be a lot of growth for us. Yes. For sure. Yes. And um, we are excited to move forward with you guys and we love you and um yeah i don't know how do you close this off we'll see you next week hello my baby hello my darling (laughs) why did that song (laughs) pop up i don't know all right guys we'll see you next week and thank you for bearing with us in our time in between chapters yep we love you guys Bye. bye